Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in lines right here on the Believe Network. I am still your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh. Even if you're watching on YouTube and don't see the sunglasses, that's just the kind of mood I'm in. I'm in. I, I, I couldn't get up, couldn't get the hype it up for the sunglasses. Lions don't deserve them, but you deserve to hear from the Detroit Lions legend, the all-pro, the interception leader who the Lions could have desperately used today against the Seahawks. It's my co-host at er, Glover Quinn. What's up, man? Oh, brutal. I'm just. I'm feeling like you today. I'm feeling like you. I don't even wear sunglasses on the show. Maybe I should put some on today just to cover up. Jesus Christ. Cover up the tears. <sighs> cover up the bags under our eyes. Just what happened, man? You know, honestly, I think the game went kind of how I expected, but not how I expected it to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think there were things that happened in the game that we knew had to happen, right? We knew that TJ Hawkinson had to have a big day. He did that, right? Uh, we knew Jared Goff had to play good. I thought he played pretty well. Um, we knew Jamal Williams would run the ball. He ran the ball well, right? I didn't expect the offense to score 38 points without Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, without DJ Chark. I didn't expect them to put up 38 points. I also didn't expect the defense to give up 49 points. 48 points right i mean and then no we scored 45 points right like i that was way higher of a scoring game than i thought um especially from our defense giving up that many points to their offense but if you look at how the game started out and how the game went it was exactly what i said would happen right the seattle seahawks did not respect the line secondary they came out in the first half and geno smith looked like an mvp candidate I'm talking about he's shredding the lines up. He's running the ball. He's throwing darts. Like, the lines did nothing to stop those guys. It seemed like every time they got in a situation, third down or a place to get a good big stop, they always converted with a big play. And, I mean, I don't even think the line – I don't even think Seattle punted all day. They did not. Right? So, when you're going into a game like this where you know you're, you're, you're limited offensively by injuries – your defense has to be what keeps you in the game. Special teams made some plays to keep them in the game, and you can see that early in the game, right? They were trying to pull out all the stops because they knew offensively we're not there, so we have to manufacture some extra possessions, right? So you get a big turnover on special teams. That's huge, right? Led to your first touchdown. And then you come back and you go with a fake punt. You get another, like, so you can see early in the game that they knew offensively, or at least they felt like offensively, that they wouldn't be able to put up as many points. So we got to manufacture some extra possessions. And defensively, they just didn't get any help. 
Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Bet online where the game starts. And what was it that was so off about the Lions defense? Because even from the first drive, we see safety Kirby Joseph. He's in great position on Will Disley. He just doesn't get his head turned around and Disley catches the touchdown. And then we just see drive after drive after drive where Gino is third down and long throwing a strike third down and long picking up a first with his legs so did they just miss Tracy Walker that much did everyone just have an off day what was it because it just felt so broken on so many levels I think everybody just had an off day you know, I I mean, I think everybody just had an off day, and I and I and I was watching the game, and I know I, I I say this a lot, and I don't want to you know make it sound like I'm being hard, but after the game, I had to go look at the stats to see, like, let me see what was what was Aiden's stats today, what was this, like, I had to go and look and see because there's a difference in making tackles, and there's a and making impact plays. You can come out of a game and have two tackles, and if those two tackles were impact plays, they're going to be remembered. You can come out of a game and have eight tackles, but if they weren't impact plays, they're going to be like, oh, he had eight tackles today? Yeah. Right? So when you see Geno Smith converting on all these third downs, running the ball, throwing the ball, sitting back in the pocket, feeling comfortable, all these different things, it makes you wonder where is the pass rush? And we've seen them struggle in week one against Jalen Hurts with the scrambling quarterback. And, you know, like I said, I had in my notes in the first half, I I had to check and make sure that Geno wasn't an MVP candidate at this point in the season because he looked unstoppable out there. And I felt like I felt like they literally played, Pete Carroll played, I mean, Pete, Pete Carroll coached the game like they had no respect for the Lions defense. They had no respect for the Lions secondary. And they didn't feel like the Lions could score on them. That's the way they play. We're gonna th- we're gonna throw the ball. We're gonna try to get DK back going, right? And DK had a big day, right? We're gonna do all these things. Exactly what I said on Wednesday or whenever that was we did the show. That they were gonna come in like that because they felt like even if we have a couple mistakes, we don't feel like the Lions can put up enough points, especially without their stars. And if if they had Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, DJ Chark, I think they win that game by 14, 15 points. Without those guys, I mean, you still put up 45. I don't think you put up 45 with those guys because I think the game is just played totally different. Right, I think it would be played totally different, and I think the score would have been a lot different. But the way it went today – I mean, DK Metcalf, 7 for 149. Tyler Lockett, 6 for 91. 
tight ends with touchdowns. Rashad Penny, they didn't want to tackle that guy. He broke in the secondary. No DB wanted to tackle him. The only DB that looked like they wanted to tackle a little bit today was Deshaun Elliott. He he at least tried to tackle a little bit. Um, you know, I think Jeff had one, maybe two decent. I mean, Amani didn't want to tackle today. Um, you know, they just didn't. You know, this is what it is. You saw it several times when the running back breaks free, right? And as a secondary guy, as a defensive back, when a running back breaks free, it's your job to do whatever you got to do to get him down. I don't care if he runs you over. You just hold on to get him down because it's about stopping them from scoring points. And the whole world may laugh and say, oh, you got trucked. But none of that stuff matters except for the people in the room with you. The other guys, the coaches, the players that you play for and play with every day, those are the people that matter. And if you get trucked and you hold on and give us a chance and we end up getting a stop, that's a huge play. So, yeah, in the world, they may look like this. And you may be on a, a hot light video and you may be on those things. And that's fine. And then that's a part of being in the NFL and playing at the highest level. But what matters is you land your body on the line to do everything you can to stop them from scoring. And I don't feel like the secondary wanted to tackle at all today. And even the linebackers, it's not that they didn't want to. It's when they did, the effort was just poor. It was sloppy. Arm tackles galore, just not setting your feet and missing. Or when you do make good contact, you're still getting run over for an additional two, three yards. So the linebackers couldn't tackle. The secondary didn't want to. The defensive line got no push, no slowdown. And, and, you know, another thing I'm going to say, this is what it looked like. Honestly, this is what it looked like. It looked like a young defensive team that went into the game and they didn't put the game on their shoulder. They went into the game hoping good things will happen, but knowing we don't have Amon Ross St. Brown offensively, we don't have DeAndre Swift offensively, so it's going to be tough for us to win this game anyway. They didn't come into the game, in my opinion, with that chip on their shoulder, like, hey, we don't have these guys offensively, so we got to go and pitch a shutout against the Seattle defense, I mean, Seattle offense. We got to go shut these guys. We got to go show and win the, that we can win a game defensively. They've been scoring points on us all season. They've been talking about the defensive defense. This is a time for us to go out and show that we can hold our own, and I don't feel like they approached it that way. You can see it in their effort. You can see it in their execution. They did not approach it that way. They approached the game hoping that they would get a win some kind of way, and it just didn't happen. 300-plus yards to Geno Smith through the air. Adds almost 50 with his legs. Rashad Penny with 150 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. Just the guys who hurt them last year, DK Metcalf and Rashad Penny, ran all over them again. And so it's just frustrating to see it happen again what do you do if you're Aaron Glenn because you you can't be out there and make these guys give the effort you want to see but at the same time nothing was working so how do you adapt what do you how does this work man and that's that's the crazy thing about the NFL right because it's different than than college you don't have an 85 man roster right so you can't 
you can't bench your defense. Like those are your guys. I mean, you can't you can't release all those guys and resign. You know, those are your guys. This is who you have. This is who you decide to go with this season. Coming out of the off season, coming out of training camp, you decided that these were our guys. And so now is your job to get these guys to play well. And for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. And like I said, I I, I saw some things in training camp the the couple of days that I was there, and I and I and I didn't want to speak on it at that time because I was only there for a short period of time. But the secondary is young, and I don't feel the same impact from a money. I just don't. But I felt that when I was at training camp. When I was at training camp for those two days, I felt the same exact way. And when I came back, if you go back to that show, I, you, I said there were some things that I saw that I, but I didn't want to speak on it. I didn't want to come back and be that player that just talks about the players now that he's on the other side. Nope, that's not who I am. But I do call it how I see it. So I didn't speak on it then. And now we're four games into the season and we're seeing some of those things. We're seeing some of those things in coverage. I mean, Tyler Lockett had him spinning twice today, right? He missed one time on a deep ball. The next time he came back, right? That's, I mean, I don't know why you're playing off coverage against a smaller guy like that, a speed guy like that. You should be in his face using your your size to slow him down. The bigger guys, yeah, you might want to play off of those guys because you get impressed against those guys. Like we saw with Kirby Joseph in the tight end, you can't really see the ball. Those guys are big. They 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 know how to use their body, and the quarterbacks know how to throw them the ball. So we're just seeing we're just seeing some things from this defense. We're seeing it on the D line that you know it, it's tough for them to get consistent pressure, and that puts the head coach. I mean, that puts the D coordinator in 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 a compromised situation because when it's tough to get consistent pressure with your D line. Now you got to bring pressure with your linebackers. And when you bring pressure with your linebackers, now you put more pressure on your secondary because you're taking guys out of coverage. And so it's it's that balance of how do I protect my DBs enough and how do I give my D-line some help? It's a tough balance. And when you got quarterbacks scrambling out of there on third down, getting first downs, keeping you off balance, throwing the ball, it's just tough. It's, it's, it's absolutely tough. And then when you can't stop the running back, it makes it even tougher. And I do appreciate how in the summer you were alluding to what you were seeing, but you did it respectfully, kindly. Just your question was, who's going to step up and be the playmaker? Because you didn't see that from anyone. We still wonder who's going we to be that wonder. playmaker. Who, who's going to be that guy on the defense when you need a play? Who's going to make that play when you need to play in the secondary? Who's going to make that play? And it feels great when you have multiple guys that you can be like, who's going to make that play? Right? I think back to when I was playing, right? There were games. It was, hey, who's going to make a play? Am I going to make a play? Is Slay going to make a play? Is Diggs going to make a play? Somebody's going to make a play in the secondary, right? You look back at the D line in 2014, we had those guys. Is Sue going to make a play? Is Ziggy going to make a play? Is Fairly going to make a play? It's Jason Jones. It's George. Like one of those guys are going to get some pressure and we're going to be okay. You look at the linebackers. Is Tully going to make a play? Is is Levy going to make a play? Somebody is going to make a play. Who are those guys? 
that you can say they're going to make a play. Not make a tackle. Make a play. And a play, when I say make a play, I mean you're changing the game. You're changing the game. You're making an interception. You're getting a big sack. You're forcing a fumble. You're, you're doing something to impact the game, right? We saw, I think it was Malcolm Rodriguez on the first punt, right? Go down, you force a, a fumble on the punt return. That's making a play. That's giving us 50 yards of offense, right? We punted the ball 50 yards. We go down and recover it. We gave our offense 50 yards, and they come the next play, touchdown, right? That's making a play. When you in those crunch times on defense, who are you looking to to make those plays? And who's going to make them? Right now, what we've seen through the first four weeks, the opposing team is making the plays. Yeah. Completely. Completely hit the nail on the head there. Just so inconsistent. So so stiff on first and second down and then just an absolute liability on third. And just, we end up with 1,075 total yards today, 695 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, 93 total points. And the offense bothered me today too, because at times it felt like they were unstoppable. They were just moving the ball at will. Goff, four touchdowns, 378 yards. Jamal Williams goes for 109, two touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson with 179 yards and two scores. Craig Reynolds, 80, or sorry, Josh Reynolds, 81 yards. Just so many people put up big numbers, but then at times when they needed a play, they just fizzled out. It felt like they'd get back within three and the defense would give up a touchdown and then oh, offense fizzled out. Now the Seahawks are up two scores again. I, I think, I think that was, that's, that's the ability of those guys. Like, I, I don't feel like we can expect more from the offense. No, I mean, like, like you said, Jared Goff, 378 yards, four touchdowns. Jamal Williams, 19 carries, 109 yards. TJ, eight grabs, a hundred and like I don't think you can expect more from those guys. But oh. when every time you score, you look up, they go down and score again. Like you got zero help from the defense. If the defense gave you one stop today or two stops today, if your offense was still clicking the way it was, I mean, you win that game because like you said. The offense was moving the ball. They were scoring almost at will. They had a couple drives, but that's to be expected. Yeah. But to not force the Seattle Seahawks to have to punt or anything all day, it's tough. You put way too much pressure on those guys, and I think they gave you everything plus more than what I would have expected from. I knew TJ needed a big day, but I wasn't expecting the eight catches, 179. And obviously, the one big play made a big deal, made a huge impact on that. But I wasn't expecting that. And then Jamal, 19 carries, 109. Obviously, the big run helped that as well. But I still, you know, I feel like that's way more than enough offense to win that game. I don't think, personally, that you should ever lose a game that you score 45 points. 
I don't think that's acceptable as a fan of football in general, because I know the fans love the high scoring on both sides, fantasy points. Yay. That should never happen. Where's the de- the defense should never be giving up over 45. If your offense no. is up. No, never. That's a lot of points, especially to that offense. I mean, if you're playing against, you know, Aaron Rodgers in his prime with, you know, uh, some of his prime wide receivers and, you know, prolific offenses, maybe. Right. And it's still and and even then you're like, bro, they gave up 49 points in the NFL game. But to these guys, Geno Smith. Oh, man. Brutal. 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 Absolutely brutal. brutal. And I, like I said, I, I, I really don't like to talk about the guys. I really don't. But what we're seeing defensively is just something isn't clicking. And when you don't have the defense creating turnovers, creating pressure consistently on the quarterback. When you don't have those things, it just makes it very, 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 very difficult to play solid defense for 17 games without turnovers or sack. You know what I'm saying? You have to have those things. The offenses are just too good to just continue to allow them to have three downs they get the third down they get the first down now they get three more like they're just too good to consistently get a stop yeah you may get one here there but to consistently get stops without turnovers or without somebody that can change the game on the defensive line and get sacks and it's just too hard and as the season gets longer and longer you get tighter tighter tired like it gets harder and harder and harder to get those stops it just do So this week ahead, we've got the New England Patriots next weekend. Mac Jones has a high ankle sprain, so I don't expect him to play. Some people are pretending he might. The Patriots especially are alluding he could, but the high ankle sprain, that's a four to six week injury. We saw Mac Jones at practice Friday and he literally, I'm not exaggerating. He literally did not move. He stood there both feet planted, both ankles wrapped. So it's not just the right high ankle. He's got a left ankle issue too. And he just stood there and threw. So I don't see him playing. Brian Hoyer left the game against the Packers. I'm not sure what's going on there, but the Lions could be facing the Patriots with a rookie fourth round quarterback named Bailey Zappi. So what are the Lions going to be doing this week? What should we expect from practice? How do we get out of this nosedive? I don't know, man. <laughs> I was afraid I, of I, that. Because, you know, everything says that the Lions should win this game coming up, right? Everything points to that. The Patriots hasn't been playing, haven't been playing great football in already. They lose Mac Jones. They started. They lose Brian Hoyer. Bailey Zapp beat. Like, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not a good football player. I don't know him. 
I mean, I got respect for fourth rounders. I was a fourth rounder. So just because he's a fourth rounder doesn't mean that he can't come in and absolutely ball and tear up this league, right? I'm not saying that. But I don't know who he is. Doesn't mean he can't play. I just don't know him. So from the Lions perspective, I how long does this loss linger? Right? How long does this loss linger? And the thing that the thing that you don't want to see happen, right? You don't want to see this happen. And it takes veteran leadership. You don't want to see the team is one and three, right? Tracy Walker out for the season, right? Mm -hmm. Amani's not money. Amon Ross St. Brown got hurt, right? And I don't know what happened with DJ Chark, right? But something happened. He couldn't go. You don't want that energy to infect your whole team, right? To where now, when you're one and three, you already feel like it's going to be a tough road for us to make to the playoffs anyway. So now little small nicks and knack injuries turn into missing games, right? Because you just, eh, eh, this guy's hurt, so eh, eh. And it takes veterans, guys that have been there, that 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 care about the team so much that they don't allow that to seep in, right? When I was playing, and I don't want to always have to harp on when I was playing because I felt like I was just a different type of guy, but I wanted to practice every single day, even if I didn't want to practice, because it meant that much to me for my guys to see me out there. Because I can't say anything to somebody else not practicing if I'm not practicing. But if I'm practicing every day, even if I'm not completely healthy, then why are you not practicing every day? My legs sore. Hey man, get here earlier. Come get some treatment on it. Come get come get them ready so we can go out and practice. Because we're trying to win games. And we're only gonna be good if we're putting the work in. And if you're missing two practices a week, we're not getting the work in. So you just don't want to see that happening. And then you look after Amon Ross St. Brown, after DJ Chark, they're young, man. They're young at the wide receiver spot. They're young. So you just don't want, even in secondary, the leaders out. Tracy, he was only 27. Those guys are young, right? And like I said, I don't know if I need to call this guy or talk to somebody, but I just need to see more from my money. Like, I just need to see more. I don't see any emotions. I don't see any, like, I don't see anything, anything. You, like, you are the guy, supposed to be. Was it a fluke last year? Like, did you get, man, it's hard to get lucky and catch six picks, right? You're supposed to be the guy. I need, it's a tough one for me, Jack. It's a tough one. It's a tough because it don't have to be this way. It don't have to be this way. And this was a game that you should not. We like I said, we knew they were going to come at DK. DK had a big game last year. We knew that they were going to try to get DK going. We knew 
that. Mm-hmm. And they did exactly that. They let DK get going. They, I don't know. Patriots next week. I don't know, man. I I I don't know. I'm losing more and more confidence by the day. Because Me too. It's just a lot of things that aren't. They're not at. They're not. They're not gelling. You know. This is the first week that we've seen big plays from the special teams that I can remember, right? With, like, when are they going to put it all together, have a good offensive, a good defense? Like, I don't, I can't – I mean, have we had a good defensive performance all year? I mean, you think about 38 points in week one to Philly, right? You come back in week two, you beat the, the commanders, but they still score some points. Yeah. Then you come week three – you know, you give up points and lose that game like that to to Minnesota, and then you give up forty eight points to Geno Smith. <sighs> Brutal. It's a tough one. Th- this one right here. Last week hurt. Last week hurt. Right. This one right here. Brutal. Brutal. Because the offense did enough. So I apologize to the offense for not thinking that they could score that many points without Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. Because they proved me wrong. Defense let you down today. Absolutely. They did. And I think you put it well. Last week hurt because it was so close. It was upsetting. It was disappointing. Heartbreaking. This one's just deflating we didn't have a lead at any point against the seahawks with geno smith so we move forward we move onward we move upward we hope that we can get amon ross st brown at practice on wednesday we're all i imagine gonna be staring at the injury report as soon as it comes out just looking through wednesday thursday friday are these guys gonna play and I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. They're, in, they're in a tough, they're in a tough window right now. They are in a tough window right now because you look at, you look at, you know, uh, you look yeah. at what they got, right? They got Patriots, and then they the got bye. the Patriots. They got the Patriots coming up next week. Then they get a bye. Then they travel to Dallas, who's been winning. Yeah, and might have Dak back by then. Right. Then they got the Dolphins, who's been playing well. I don't know what's going on with Tua, but they've been playing well. Then you got the Packers. and Like, they're in a tough stretch right now. They're in a very tough stretch right now. And one thing I do know about Detroit, it gets cold in Detroit. And it's October the 2nd, and you're 1-3. and three. You do not want to be one in seven or one in eight by the end of October because you're going to know November the 1st that you're not making the playoffs. It's going to be very cold in Detroit to continue to go to practice and do all these things to try to finish the season. 
and what was a very promising, promising season could be shaping up to look a lot like last year. Playing hard, getting closer, just not finding a way to close the deal. And we had said before the season started that we would know who this Detroit Lions team is after four weeks. And I still don't think we do. I have no idea who this team is. Mm -mm. We're still trying to find out. We're still trying to find out. We know we know who the guys are offensively. We know that. Yeah. Right. And I think without Amon Ra and and DeAndre, you know, I think TJ stepped up even more. So hopefully he can continue that. I think Jared Goss feel pretty comfortable. You know, he can continue that. Jamal has always been Jamal. So I think I think offensively we know who who they are and what they can do. I think it's the defense. It's the defense. We just don't know. And I think, well, maybe we do know, and we just don't want to accept it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've showed us this for four weeks in a row. Yeah, they showed us a little more in week two against the commanders, but, I mean, they've kind of showed us the same thing four weeks. So maybe that's who they are. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm still waiting to see an interception. Yeah, jeez. Like, when was the last time we saw an interception from the Detroit line? Like, I watch these games, and you see these guys freaking soccer trotting all the way across the field, all the way from one end zone to the other end zone. That's the thing, right? It doesn't matter where you catch a ball or get a turnover. You run to the opposite end zone, right? That's what they're doing on the league. When was the last time we seen the Lions freaking soccer trotting? Have we seen them soccer trot all? We've seen one time they got a forced fumble against the commanders. Yeah. And I think Deshaun Elliott recovered the fumble and he soccer tried it to the end zone. When, like, when? Come on now. I'm watching. Like, if you watch football, you're going to see all, like, everybody else is soccer trotting all game. You see soccer trots. Here they go. Oh, there they go. Uh, it, the Lions don't even get to participate in the soccer trots. <laughs> no, no group photos by the defense after Man, Somebody got to be a turnover guy, and I don't know who that guy is. Like I said, I don't know who that guy is. Jeff is more of a physical guy. I don't feel like he's a turnover guy. You know, a money... I don't know where he's at this year. Deshaun seems to be more of a physical guy, not necessarily a turnover guy. You know, you lost Tracy. You know, Joseph is young. I I just don't know. I don't know where the turnovers are going to come from unless they just fall into your arms. You know, Mike Hughes has shown, you know, I think he dropped pick a couple weeks ago when he first got inserted. I don't remember him being just an interception guy when he was in Minnesota. He's always just a – Good cover guy, physical guy, feisty guy, blitz guy, but just being a turnover guy, that hasn't been his game either. So I just don't know where the turnovers are going to come from. Who is a guy that just has it in his body to create turnovers? I don't, I just don't see, I don't know where they are. I mean, even at the linebacker, like Rodrigo is a great player, but he doesn't, 
like he's like a tackler. He's a down. He's a Philly. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's not a covered turnover guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, he might punch a ball out like he did today, but I mean, someone's got to get a pick, man. Do they have three? Do like, can we pull those numbers? Let me see. What's that? Their turnovers? Yeah. How many turnovers do they have? Let's pull this season. This season. Yeah, I'll pull that up here. Just loading shortly, but it's not good. Whatever it is, let's see. I, I think you might be right. I think it might only be the forced fumble against the commanders. Yeah, and then and then the one today, and that was special teams. Yeah. So let's see the defensive stats here. Oh, I don't even want to look at this. <laughs> Oh, it's let's see. Where are we? Interceptions. Uh, Will Harris got one interception. Oh, he does. You're right. And Bobby Price has the one interception on the two points. So that doesn't fully count. Right. And we got uh, one forced fumble. One forced fumble. Charles Harris. Damn. So they got three turnovers on the whole season. Will Harris. Malcolm Rodrigo forced fumble today, recovered by somebody. And then Will Harris. I mean, not Will Harris. Uh, Charles Harris. Charles Harris. Three turnovers. I mean, unless you include the safety they got last week, four turnovers or a couple weeks. Come on. Just, come on, man. Like, they have to be last in the league in turnovers. Got to be. Yeah. We need more, and I don't know where we go from here, but I do know that we will be here to cover whatever happens, and maybe we'll cover it better than the Lions have been covering. (laughs) Clover. We're going to have to. We will, but thank you for joining me. Thank you for getting through this with me because it was tough. This one was hard. I appreciate you, Jack, man. It's I hate that they made you take your sunglasses off today. I, I really missed. I really missed the sunglasses. So, you know, hopefully the Lions can regroup, recover. Now I get to see what it's like to be a fan. It hurts, now doesn't I get it? To see. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. And until next time, you can find us everywhere at Jaffanaut87 and at Clover Quinn. Just search Glover on Instagram and you'll find all of his accounts. Search the Believe in Lions podcast. Give us a like. Give us a review. Rating. It all helps us out. And so we'll see you soon. And until then, see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.